Yo, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Bucket Protocol. It's been some time, hasn't it? I know it has. I told y'all I was away, um, or oh, at sea somewhere beyond the sea. And, uh, and yo, let's get, get right to it. Shout out to the, 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 um, the network All Things Comedy. Make sure y'all check out some of the wonderful podcasts on there. Friends, my man. Dean Del Rey's Let There Be Talk, man, and uh, Ian Edwards' Sucker Comic Rant, and, and uh, you know, of course, Bill Barr's uh, uh, Monday Morning Podcast, and uh, bigger than all that, man, uh, been a, see, it's been a while since I had uh, one of my road dog episodes where, where we have someone on the road, another road dog like myself, man, and had the pleasure of just rocking out uh, this first of a two-week run on the lovely Norwegian Escape, uh, which hit, what was it, the Eastern Caribbean or Western Caribbean? I don't have any idea. Somewhere in the Caribbean, man. Um, you, you, you know him from, uh, he, he actually just produced, edited, uh, uh, directed? Oh, no, no, I, uh, actually I'm just in, You're uh, just in it, in it, yeah, Jordan Brady. Uh, the filmmaker behind I Am Comic, I Am Road Comic. Has a new one called I Am Battle Comic, uh, which, which I guess, um, and a lot of y'all have heard me mention, um, the, the, the Air Force tour and me shooting it, but these don't step on each other's toes, but, and it's all for, for the good, for the, uh, troops, and I Am Battle Comic is in support of the troops showing, uh, you know, comics going to entertain the troops worldwide, um, but more than all that, just a real cool cat, uh, straight out of, well, straight out of Vegas, but originally LA. <laughs> straight out of Hermosa Beach on the west side. Hermosa Beach, son. Yeah. Got my man, Don, Don Bar- Barnhart. Barnhart, yeah. Barnhart, or Bob. Man. You can call me Bob if that was Oh, fun. Bob, Bob. Yeah, yeah one, one, the, uh, the cruise director started calling him Bob. And, and as they they teach in improv, there's no denial, so he just went with it. I am man. Bob. Welcome, welcome to the Fundamental Protocol. What a great week, man! Hanging yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Uh, what a what a absolutely great, wonderful week. We're just watching you work, oh, you know. Thanks, man. And there are a few comics that you can actually watch every night, and you're one of them. I got oh, you the accolades, uh, everybody. Listen, just watching you every night, the subtleties, the inflections, the innuendo, the just the the fine tuning of comedy. I'm a comedy fan. I love comedy. Right, right. But fan, well, we're fans yeah. first. That's, you know, yeah. I think, I think uh, specifically comics. But you get jaded after a while. Yeah. You watch yeah. it and then you go, okay, they're just mm-hmm. dialing it in. Right. And you're in the moment every show. Right. So you're, di- you're, you're actually, you're, there, there's nuances that change throughout the, the week and it's so fun to watch that. And it inspires me to go out there and push myself to be right, a little bit right, better. Right, right, right. Well, this is not about me. I appreciate oh, that. Well. <laughs> and, and, no, because look, I'm but, like, I'm like, I know, I know this because so, we we have we have so some I call I don't call people fans because that right. the, that's short for fanatic. I, I call people fam like family, and, and we have a lot of Father Monkey fam that uh, you know tune in and listen. And I know they're like, all right, Dean, let it go now. Right. So but I just gotta say, as somebody that came up and I've been in the business for thirty years yeah. now. It's a pleasure to watch another uh, what, uh, a teammate do what mm-hmm. they do. Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, uh, you know what? That that speaks to something bigger. Like we 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 all should remain fans of uh, of what yeah. we do. You know, as, look, <laughs> I say that, and look, as I say that, I realize 
that uh, game four of the series, so y'all know what yeah. I, I normally yeah. don't don't yeah. uh, specify when. Yeah, this is a great is interview. Uh, I'm okay. being interviewed, and Dean's watching the TV. <laughs> look, no, I so, just look, it's all good, man. Look, I, Cleveland is finally up. Yeah. Or change. It's it's one hundred nine ninety three, but it's the third one quarter with one ten. Still yeah, a lot I of time it. for Steph. Yeah, this Steph this, and this Blaz brothers to to get. Spoiler out. alert: If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the game <laughs> by the time this gets on, right, uh, right, right. Well, yeah. Oh, you did! Oh my right. God! Do you see what happened? <laughs> but yeah, man, I, th- I think um, I think for me as well as you, you speak to a point that uh, you know. So often, um, I, I guess not just comics. I speak about comics specifically because we are comedians. But I've seen it with actors. I've seen it with singers where people stop having the the fun, right. the fun of it, and and yeah. and remembering why you started doing it in the first place. You, you took know? the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. When you stop having fun yeah. on something that you love, mm-hmm. that you wanted to do, this is your dream. You're following it. Right. And you don't enjoy it anymore. It's time to change. Yeah, man. Get out. Reinvent yourself. Yeah. Find a way to become alive. To be born again. Yeah. In comedy. Not necessarily religiously, but right. to find your passion back. Right. Because otherwise you're just going... It's a job. And you're if just... it's a job, then you're not doing a service to the audience mm-hmm. or yourself or your right. family or your fams, right. as you call it. Right. You know, because right. then you up there, all right, dogs and cats are different. What's up with that? And you're walking through it. Yeah. You're 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 going yeah. through the motions. It's, it's it's like if you're if you're doing Shakespeare, every time you you approach it, you can approach it. Um, you have you have almost the same intention, but you might have a, a different emotional uh, motivation right. that particular night, and then you can attack it from a different. From a different angle, you know, right. but still deliver the same lines with the same intensity, but you're just coming from a different angle, you know, as opposed to to be or not to be that, you know, and you're just hitting Yotic, it again. Right. right. And now the competition, comedy's become such a business. It's yeah. a booming business. Yeah. The genre is its own entity now. So if you're walking through it, you can't lay up anymore. Right. right and that doesn't right. mean you got to go up there and go. The slam dunk. Yeah. Three sixty. Yeah. You know. But you still got to be alive. You got to be in yeah. the moment. You got to be finding your yeah. voice. Yeah. Uh, showing the world through your eyes. Yeah. And that's why I say, like, even as, uh, not to compliment you again, but thank you for the twenty dollars. <laughs> I uh, to watch you work is. To, to watch the other comedian that was on this week, to watch her work, Megan as well. Hanley. It sets the watermark. Oh wow, these guys are bringing their game. Because to me, you set the watermark high. Right. Then I have to start at least at that level. Right. Where if there's people just walking through it, now you got to start below watermark mm-hmm. and dig out of the hole, which mm-hmm. is we can all do, but it's not as fun. Because right. when you, you know, if LeBron dunks a ball and you get the ball next you gotta bring something right you right, can't right. just dribble 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 pass right right you know and, and just so you know we aren't just using basketball metaphors because the the finals are on uh it's still 93 it to 109 right right good I, I no think, time has passed it's still 110 yeah on, on the clock in the third i think this froze because we're on a ship right in the middle of the caribbean doing donuts in the caribbean right Spinning around, it's right. just frozen. So which, we've been watching which is, this for which three is how days time now. feels when when you're on <laughs> yeah. ship. Sometimes it feels like time is dragging, time stands still, 
and nothing is is uh is moving forward now also um it's interesting that you bring up uh the business aspect because you also your your beginnings from from day one y'all know i love i ask a lot of questions i'm always curious about um people's humble beginnings i always like people's uh for you don the the, the listeners know the fam know that i like getting people's original story i like finding out how peter parker became spider-man you right know what I mean? okay yeah um yeah. because though that's always right. the, the first episode is always a dope one because you you see the training regiment you see right. them learning how to use their powers right. you know um, Full Metal Jacket, the yeah. first half of him going through the... Oh, I am in a world of uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it, it actually is fun. Full Metal Jacket is <laughs> two different movies. Yeah, completely. Because if the first half is basic training, especially yeah. because I was in the Army, boot camp, I watch that part, and I don't care if it's on regular yeah. TV, it's cable, I watch it once... Uh, the spo- <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, Vince, oh, Vincent la, la, D'Onofrio, la, 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 right? Uh, if the kid uh, doesn't make it, right? <laughs> um, after that scene, after the scene in the bathroom, uh, full metal jacket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, you know, I watched the first scene, of the movie. I, once they yeah. go to war, I don't care. Yeah, it's not, yeah. Well, the, I, as a matter of fact, I watch until I hear... Me so horny. Once after, after. Yeah, yeah. Me sucky, sucky. Me love you long time. Like, oh, that's where they say about that from. Dinky right, right. After well, that, dude, Buku is yeah. Alabama. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Any good comic knows the best lines the best from every lines movie. Every movie. But yeah, the the background, the story. Why are we damaged? And mm-hmm. I mean damaged in a good way. Right. Like I look at people. Almost every artist has a hole in their soul mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And what happens is we we create this environment to get attention, acceptance, love, right. whether it's a song, uh, a, a painting, uh, a lyric, mm-hmm. uh, or stand-up. And then along the way, we become craftsmen. We, we heal ourselves. Right. We don't do it for our ego anymore. We do it for the love and the passion of it. Right. Now, there are people who go, oh, I just want to be a comic. Yeah, but you're pretty messed up if you want to do this for a living. And why would you say, I know why, but explain yeah. to them why the specifics of of, of doing, being a stand-up means going in front of complete strangers and asking for some form of validation, which is insanity in any other yeah. vocation. Who would put yourself right. up for possible ridicule? Right. Failure. Right. Yeah, you want them to laugh with you at your concepts, your ideas, right. but you could be laughed at. Right. And comedy, I found, was a mechanism to deflect and to keep people... If you got them laughing, they can't beat you up. Right. They right. can't right. tease you. They can't make fun of you for right. your culture, your heritage, your uh, socioeconomic status in school. Right. As a poor kid at the time... You know, you're wearing the hand-me-downs and, you know, you don't have the coolest clothes, so you get made fun of. Right. So if you can make fun of yourself, it disarms people. That's self-deprecation, yeah. right. right. But along the way, you become good at it, right. so now you're doing it for different reasons because right. you actually love... I love making people laugh. I love it. Right, right. There's nothing thrilling. There's a parent. I mean, obviously, yeah. from what, what I dug about watching you um, work all week was... Not just when you were it, when you were in the zone of of your jokes, but when the crowd, the crowd, because the crowds are funny <laughs> on any on any cruise ship because you're dealing with on on a ship like uh, this Norwegian Escape, they are constantly hit with stimuli to right. to distract them. 
and, right. and and people already come on a vacation with, if their wives or girlfriends are on, they already have an itinerary. Right. So like, okay, we we can go to this show, but we have to get we're going to do that and then go to dinner and then we have to go to this uh this Broadway show after midnight and so people are distracted. So early in the week, we both of us, or actually myself, Don and Megan, who's uh doing a great job hosting her first week on the ship, um, we dealt with crowds that were less receptive they were right. they were they would listen but they right. wouldn't laugh as hard as they did towards the latter part of right. the uh, of the week and i call it a it's a soft ticket they didn't pay right. for comedy right we go on the road you go to a comedy club people paid their money to go to the comedy club right they got their sitters they got their their plants that's mm. their event right here it's a throwaway it's an option right. they don't have a vested interest right oh, let's go see the comedy maybe we right. like it maybe we right, don't right, right. but as the week progress People start coming back because they want to specifically see you, me, because they Megan. heard the words yeah. spreading. Oh, did you go to that comedy? Or they show? saw it and oh, then they, they want to come back and see us evolve and do more stuff, right. or even the same stuff. It doesn't right, really right, matter because right, right. they really enjoyed that. Right. Uh, and that's the interesting part. But if you love what you do, and, and you show the same thing, mm. I'll I'll watch. If you're interesting, I'll watch you. Right. You don't have to kill me with jokes every six seconds. Ha! Right. Every six seconds. Ha! You know, you don't have to have the formula, but watching the story develop, build, build the tension, build. Mm -hmm. You can feel the crowd on the edge of their seats. Yeah. And when they're when they're silent and they're listening, that tension builds up and that laugh is just right. tenfold. Pay off. Yeah. It's bigger. And that's what I, my point was that I was getting to was that I enjoyed watching uh, when things didn't didn't work the way they normally did <laughs> right. because then you you looked at. <laughs> You saw myself and Megan laughing oh. harder, but here's the thing: like, no, because comics comics can be brutal towards each other. Where oh. we love watching someone bomb, oh. also because we love seeing if they're gonna right. pull themselves out of right. the hole, if they're gonna dig themselves out. But I was also because I'm actually laughing at a joke that you did that I'm like, y'all suck. That's funny. Thank you, you know? man. I appreciate. I'm it. laughing. Yeah. I'm like, what's wrong with these people? But then I'm also laughing because you're because once you're looking <laughs> at me, because you're looking at us like, dude, it's it's almost like, dude, what's wrong with these? It's right, like this, right. this 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 this. You uh, know that I know that you know that, that joke having, was funny. Right, right. right. But it's, we're the only ones in the room that know it's right, funny. Right. And it's not playing to the back of the room either. It's playing. Just certain material that I rely on, yeah. that they just go ah. Right. They're looking and you and you and what I also yeah. enjoyed about you was you 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 had like clever quick quips and that that obviously comes from just being a veteran uh, doing this for thirty years where yeah. you have you have your ready uh your readily canned uh you know right. uh, this this two shows are going on right. you know and, yeah. And, yeah. And, that's just yeah. a funny line, and, and it, it worked because yeah. people because then it almost turns the the spotlight on the audience where they're like, oh yeah, I guess I guess I could have laughed probably harder. That was funny, but I didn't uh, respond yeah. as as hard as I should have. And they don't have to laugh, right? I'll, like I'm I'm doing the show in my head because right. they can either get on the train and join me, or they right. can watch as a bystander. Right. And we right. get addicted to that laugh right. so much. Right. But it's my job and your job to get them to see the world through through our eyes, right. our experiences. So sometimes they just don't get it, mm -hmm. and sometimes uh, a waitress a waitress drops a tray of drinks. It distracts them from right. the setup. They're right. not gonna get the punchline. And sometimes they're just brain dead. Yeah. And they die. Right. 
I'm, and that's the fun part to go, wait, I know this joke works 99% of the time. Right, right. And so to look in the back and to see you laughing mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> hey, keep filming. That Hindenburg is going down, baby. That Hindenburg is Oh, going. man. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 give us, give us your, because you, 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 you told me about how you started, you know, comedy magic, but prior to all, even that. What made you say, you know what, I'd love to, I, I think, I, where, where did your interest in stand-up comedy uh, born from? It, wow. Uh, it, it, it's so many, there's so many facets that got me into comedy. I want to be uh, a rock star. Okay. I want to be famous. Okay. I have long hair. I wanted to be Peter Frampton. Okay. okay. Yeah, by the way, I'm white. Right. Um, right. And uh, if you couldn't tell from well, uh, when you said Peter Frampton and, and not, that I give it away, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. not uh, Ver, Ver, Verdine from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Right. Because <laughs> you had you said I had long hair, and they could have said, Oh, well, they could have Rick James or, Rick James or something. Yeah. yeah. But you said Peter Frampton and. Everybody black that's listening like, oh, no. Definitely, Who? Definitely. Who? Okay. Yeah, he did. we yeah. definitely know the yeah. uh, vernacular for the rest of this right. conversation. Right. Um, and uh, But I couldn't sing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. Did so. you ever try to? Oh, yeah. You yeah. tried and then you realized, yeah. I don't think this is working out. I had so many bands growing up. I was in a band and then I was always replaced in mm. the band that I put together. Let's put a band together, man. That's hilarious. And then, like, yeah, Don, you we're going to break up. And then you see a poster with all of them. Everybody but me. That should be the name of the band, Everybody But Me. That's funny. Um, and then uh, my father, uh, I have a dysfunctional family as well. Uh, I lived with my mom, went to live with my dad. My dad was a DJ who became a stage manager, director. He worked on a lot of TV shows okay. uh, back in the 70s, 80s. Sonny and Cher, mm-hmm. Donnie and Marie. Uh, every uh, variety variety specials, special that right. was on Johnny Cash, uh, Don Kirscher's rock concert. Oh wow! Um, and then he got into Mork and Mindy, and so I would go to the sets and hang out. And I'm 15, 16 years old. But I saw, dude, rock. that's dope. So, so you you grew up so similar to like a Byron Allen. You grew up on backlots to an extent, kind of, yeah. In, in, yeah, in that you had access. I mean. You know the fact that one day you became a comic and you worked with one of the greatest improv uh, comics on the yeah, planet. Yeah, had no idea I would go into comedy, right. but I'm just hanging out watching Robin. Uh, Did you I'm, ever have a conversation? Oh yeah, all the time. I yeah. I would Friday night instead of going to the football game in high school, I'd take a day. I want to go see a TV taping, uh-huh. you know, and I'd pick up a girl. We'd drive on to the Paramount oh, wow, lot. Wow, and had a parking pass. Kind of dope. Dude, at age, hey, hey, no, you know, at age 16, what, were you 15, 16? I was, yeah, because I had a license, yeah, 16, so 16. So me and my little Volkswagen and my little Jeff Spicoli hair and uh, Robin, he'd be walking around, oh, hey, Don, hi, oh, who's this? Oh, this is my friend, you know, Valerie. Oh, oh, oh nice to meet you. Oh, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, And then, um, I, yeah, hold up. So, yeah, yeah we go I know further, where this is going. I know the question, yeah. But, but, yeah, it was a that, good, that, yeah. that made, like, life with, say, Valerie or whomever was your, your date for that or week. Or next. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing pretty well at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, 
do so real quick do you go <laughs> back do do you then go back to school and valerie or whomever is like i went to see mork and mindy and i met and they knew don and you know what i mean um, I was dating a lot of girls from other schools. Oh, because okay. I kind of okay. ran the gamut at my school. Okay, okay, you exhausted um, your options. Hey. Yeah, when I <laughs> when I showed up uh, with my uh, suspender, my rainbow suspenders, people thought I was a freak. Uh, you know, because the first show when Mark and Minnie first came out, even my dad was embarrassed. Oh, we're doing this show. Uh, what's that? It's, it's called spin off of Happy Days. Yeah, Mark and Minnie about Orc. Mark. It's an alien. Yeah, it right. was like nobody. Nobody. On paper, it doesn't sound uh, like a show. And two episodes in, it was like, it just blew yeah, up. Yeah. So now you couldn't get a ticket. People were waiting in line to see right. this freak show. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're, you know, I mean, this, this. but I didn't think anything of it. Of it course, because you were 16. Yeah, my buddy, he would come hang out, and we'd just go. And uh, The one thing that really kind of blew me away was I, Jonathan Winters was on the show. Wow. Yeah, playing, playing... Uh, um, uh, Robin Williams playing Mort's son. Yeah, right. That aged backwards. Or Benj- something? The yeah. be- button of Benjamin. Yeah. way before Brad Pitt. Right, and uh, and he asked me, he goes, "Oh, so oh, you're Don's son. I'm Don Junior." He goes, right. well, "What do you what do you want to do?" I go, "Well, I think I want to be an actor, mm-hmm. and uh, I like this comedy thing that you guys do. This oh. is really interesting." And right. He goes, "Well." He go. He just this sits. Down. Yeah. Okay. Twenty minutes. He sits down. And he just talks to me oh, with this little awesome. table. He goes. If you want to be an actor, go live life. Go do stuff. Go be. Right. Go work at a gas station. Right. Work at the dock. Become a fisherman. So you really have this recall to be able to create Experience. characters. Right. Right. And uh, we wrap the conversation up, and I go and I tell my dad, Dad, Jonathan Winters just told me the secret how to be a great actor and <laughs> comedian. And, Oh my God! And my dad goes, "Turn around!" And we turn around, and Jonathan's in a corner talking to a plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I, Yo, and, that's funny, son. That's and, hilarious. And to this day, I don't know if Jonathan was still <laughs> so in the moment, aware of the surroundings that he knew we were watching him, right, and he knew right, that I saw right, my right, dad, right. or if he's just freaking loony. <laughs> But either way, it doesn't matter because it was oh, great advice. Man, dude, that's but, funny. And he's oh, the blended. Oh, it did that. You know. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then. Um, oh, chrysanthemum. Yeah. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> <laughs> so it, from there, uh, I I was cutting class. I was smoking a lot of pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just the time, you right, know, in right. the eight, right. late 70s, early 80s. And um, I, I needed to get more credits to, to graduate. So mm-hmm. I started taking computer classes. Uh, I started taking acting classes. I was running track. I was mm-hmm. working at the student store. And um, uh, when I was 18, I graduated. I got a B average. I did two years, okay. uh, four years in two. Wow. You know, uh, which says a lot about our public school system. You know, just show up. That's 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 the yeah. different angle from going the arrogant. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not bragging. Right, I'm right. just saying the bar was pretty low. Right, right, right. I got a pen. <laughs> and um, I went to join the military and they were closed. Uh, so that joke you tell is true. Yeah. That's, I literally, I, I, all this time, I, I thought that was just a play on the, 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 the military was closed. <laughs> they didn't do that when I joined. Yeah. Well, it was a Memorial Day weekend. Ah, I had a okay. glaucoma problem at the time. Okay. Glaucoma uh, problem, and uh, the recruiter was closed. The military—they right. do what they do twenty-four-seven. Mm. And as I skateboarded home, I was living in Hermosa Beach at the time. Right. And the Comedy Magic Club had a help wanted sign out there. Oh wow! And um, I went in. I got a job as a doorman. Mm. And it was the smallest, skinniest little 
dork. Mm-hmm. And the owner hated me at the time because he had bouncers, you know, right. military, ex-policemen. Right. And I was just, uh, but I would, they couldn't get rid of me. I would, I would go in on my off nights. I would videotape everybody. I'd clean the toilets. I would uh, paint the walls, whatever they needed. You made, you made yourself indispensable. Yeah. Where they had Les to. Brown. Yeah. Show up. Don't yeah. let them get rid of you. Yeah. And by the time I was 20, I was managing the club. I was oh, booking wow. the club and the house MC got sick. And they go, who, we need some. Dan Carvey was the headliner at the time. Okay. He goes, I need someone to go on. And, and everybody kind of pointed to me because I had done some theater and acting and mm. stuff. I had mean, you written joke shit? Like, for no. A set? I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I knew the MC. He did every stock MC, right, you know, right. joke. So I could, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew them. You had the mechanics of it down. Yeah. No. And I, I went on and uh, Dana wrote me my first joke. He goes, really? just tell this joke. And uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone plays a violent weatherman in First Flood. And that's the response I got. Nothing. <laughs> and I went, man, I'm going to write my own jokes. Right, from there. right. But I introduced him, and I never let the MC get back on stage. Because uh-huh. I would go in, uh, do you want me to go on and introduce you? I'll introduce the MC, because he was trying to be a comic. Right. So I would go on just to go, hey, good evening, we've got a great show. Here's your MC. And, and just, so you, you hosted, essentially, and the, and the MC featured yeah, kind of. Uh-huh. And then he went on to do other things, and I became the house MC. Uh-huh. And uh, through the early 80s till about 87, I was the MC manager and talent coordinator. So I was booking Seinfeld, uh-huh. Leno. And and then Leno said, uh, if you want to be a comic, you got to go on the road, man. You got to see if this plays outside. Right, right, right. And you can't play your own home turf and be comfortable. That's why right. LA comics, New York comics, if you can't play outside of that, that, Locale, right? You're dead, right? You don't have a career. And I like what you said. We were talking earlier in the week. I like what you said with regards to uh, Seinfeld prior to him going up, because comics will, or not just comics, people will ask me all the time. So what's your what's your regiment before you go on stage? I'm like, just go on, you know. Right. Even Harris, my feature, uh, messes with me because he's like. Yeah, man, you just you sit there and play on your phone, and then they'll call your name, and you just go up. Whereas Harris, who's who's been out here long yeah. enough, um, but he still will look at his notes before. Every everybody has their own thing, right. but I like what what you what you say that Seinfeld uh, said to you. I think you said you were hosting. Yeah, I was hosting at the time, um, and I go, oh, Mr. Seinfeld, uh, it'll be about ten minutes. Are you ready? Do you need to get you know? So that because no, just bring me up. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know. You, you basically, when you get to the stage, you flip the switch. Right. You know what energy you need to be on right. when you walk through the curtain. Right. You know where you have to be. Like, But I do, I'll look at my notes before a show just to get people to stop talking to me. Right, sometimes. right, 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 right. Just right. so I can look at the first joke. Oh, maybe there's right. two or three new jokes I'm oh, going to try. Oh, you some time, my bad. Yeah. 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 I'll go in the bathroom and I'll just, you know, right. just close the door just so I can... Just kind of catch my breath. Right, decompress um, and, and get ready for the, the yeah. job at hand. But I don't have to put on the you know the wig and the makeup or you know you just you just do what you do because to me comedy is a hyperextension of your personality. Right. The things right. that you might not say in public, mm-hmm. you know, in a regular sitting in the elevator at dinner table, but on stage you can take that that point of view. Right. So right. you don't have to get ready. You just have to dial it up a little bit. Right. Because I remember uh, or dial it down if you're yeah, nervous. Like yeah. if there's a big show. Yeah. You just you know where you need to be in the zone. You're right. Um, you gotta be in the zone. I, I, I remember there there was a I went to like Uptown Comedy Club uh, was touring 
back in the day and uh and I remember uh, Flex Alexander. I remember watching yeah. him. He used to be a dancer. Okay. So I remember prior to, right before he went on stage, he was like hop, jumping like three feet in the air and all this stretching. I remember saying, what's wrong with this dude? But then I was like, well, that's, you know, that's right. his, that's his method. That's his approach. And everybody has their own approach to it. So you right. can't, you can never judge someone's someone's way of loosening right. up whatever, what works for you whatever works for you yeah. might not work for me like right sometimes i'll stretch out if i just got off a flight or right you know you did a red eye and then right. you got to get up do radio you haven't slept all day so yeah oh maybe you got to warm your voice up because right. you walk out hey, good right. Right. you got mumble mouth right right so whatever gets you there Right. My only concern is I see guys coming up, they gotta have a drink before the show. Mm. Oh, a drink relaxes you. Yeah, cool. I ain't judging. Mm. Yeah, I've been there. Right. But you got three shows a night. Yeah, you gotta pace yourself. You know. You pay that. That's the protocol for, for you as what, 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 what we do on, on my show. I said, I always like to drop some, some science because I know a lot of new comics will listen. Yeah. And so, protocol for this, this, this particular episode, man, is, is pace yourself. If, if you are gonna drink, Keep in mind, you might have multiple shows. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to go hard and, and hit the Hennessy early on in the right. night, and you have two more shows afterwards. Because I, oh. this, this, oh. and you've dealt with it, I'm sure. Um, comics that think, yeah, you know, my heroes, Richard Pryor and 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 Kinnison, and they all, you know, would would smoke a drink before they went on. Sure, so did Chris Farley and yeah. a lot of other people yeah, everyone, did things. Well, and, I just I just named yeah. people that are dead. You know, there's Chris Farley's <laughs> dead too. Yeah. Because they all kind of yeah. went into, their their abuse got to them. Right. At the end, where are they now? Right, right. I don't want to be famously dead. Right, right. Although Pryor and, and those guys had great success. Right. But at, at the end of the day, if you're killing yourself to follow your passion, yeah. you're not doing yourself a service. Yeah, not, that's not winning. Yeah. And there's a, there's a comic uh, recently, he got fired because the comedy clubs... Usually get a few free drinks if you want them, right? And they know they don't pay a lot of money, so they give you free drinks. They hire hot waitresses for a reason, right? right. I've had a club owner goes, "Man, I'll give you all the drinks. I hire these great women. You're gonna, you know, sleep with one of them. Mm-hmm. You're gonna come back in three months and work for less money because you want to get, mm-hmm. you know, your mm-hmm. ding on." Oh, interesting. <laughs> I never thought of that. A club owner said that to me. Wow. So this guy, he has a few drinks after the Friday night show. The club, hey, you're funny, man. They, yeah, another one. Mm-hmm. Couple drinks in, goes on to the second show. Is hammered, can't get a laugh, goes long, mm. and now he's got a little bleh, belligerent. He mm. won't get off stage. He gets off finally, and uh, so I guess uh, I'm not coming back. And they go, yeah, you're not. Oh wow, because you disrespected the place. Because they don't care, right? And even with Robin Williams going back to the '80s. Mm-hmm. Cocaine at the time was not addictive. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, but that's where Dr. Feelgood came out of. Yeah. Robin was so coked up sometimes, mm. and it's pretty common knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not... This is, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, we all got our demons, but the they would he would be sleeping while everybody would go to dinner in between dress rehearsal. Mm. And they would go, hey, is the doctor here? He mm. had a pass to get on the Paramount lot wow. as well. Wow, wow. So the doctor would get there... Robin will get jacked up, and they'd start shooting at seven, and they would go to about one in the morning. Wow! And the rule on the on the set was keep filming. 
Mm-hmm. And this is right. back in the film days, so they were, oh, so that was that was hella expensive. Yeah, and they were running film, and they'd run out of film, and they'd change the cameras, right. just keep filming, filming because that one thirty second clip they can use. Right. You know, but they didn't care because Robin was a uh, he was a piece of meat to them, making them so much right. money. Right. So they don't care. Right. The club owners now, yeah, they care. But but the business of show doesn't care about yeah. your your well being. That's that's really the protocol this week. Is you you should understand that the the industry things is gonna keep moving with or without right. you. Right, success magnifies you. Right. So if you got demons and addictions, mm-hmm. it's gonna magnify those. Right. If you're an asshole, it's gonna magnify right. it. If you're a good person. You're going to take that success and money, and you're going to do good things with it. Right. And it will magnify you doing benefits, charities. You go back for the troops. Right. Well, yeah, they pay us a little something, but it's not what we could make. Right. So we're it, this kind of all goes back. Is it? So I always said I'd go and do something for the military if I ever made a living in stand-up. Oh, okay. And so that's how I... Oh, so you not, you're not being able to join the military this is sort of your way every time because yeah. you, you've been doing tours with with uh, since 92 you know, since 92 25 years yeah. that's when i started so wow yeah so so yeah, listen kid when i was your age why i i gotta tell you me and the guys uh, <laughs> no but i mean you you yeah. you have a, a, a that's why it was so important i kept saying to myself yeah i want to definitely because i know you have such a rich history and and, and not just as a stand-up but also just being in the industry, you know, uh, or having a father that's in the industry yeah. that's that's worked with so many greats and worked on such such. I mean, that's Morgan Mindy is a is a TV classic, you know. That's that's to to sit here and 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 be able to say, yeah, I, I used to take girls yeah. to uh, to to Morgan yeah. Mindy to to get hand jobs or whatever, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, it wasn't for the comedy, right? <laughs> you right. Know? You know, that's I mean, but comedy a, came out of it yeah. because I like I went, wait a minute. The, the girls became secondary at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was just having fun. And, right. You know, I don't know. It's something to do. Right. Um, it's a cheap date. Right, yeah. But then the comedy, it, it vibrated within my soul. Like, it, I just went, oh, my God, you could do this for a living? Right. So, it, it, all of a sudden, the girls were like, shh, quiet. I don't know. Right. You want to go? You ready to go home? Are you ready? You know? No. No, no I'm not. Winters and Robin Williams are, are you know. improving. So I'd end up, right. you know, 1 a.m., we'd leave in Hollywood to drive home, and now she's tired. i got to get her back. Right. I could even care less about getting laid at that right. point. I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Right. Oh. And and that's when I got a fake ID so I could go into the comedy club at the, at the place, and I would watch Seinfeld three nights a week. Right. And then back then it was, you know, Seinfeld, Leno, uh, God, uh, Gary Shandling was coming Oh, in. wow. Jim Carrey first came down to L.A., mm-hmm. um, Dennis Miller just came out, and the owner oh. said he wasn't funny at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I made the tape that Dennis set in to get SNL. Is that right? Yeah. Oh wow, it was just a stand-up set. Yeah, just stand-up set. Dave Couillet brought him out to Hermosa Beach. He did a guest set. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Listen, Donnie, I uh, I don't have any money. I'll buy you lunch at the IHOP across the street." I'm I'm in there the next day, and I'm this monster, huge videotape machine. Mm-hmm. So I'm making a copy for him, and the owner goes, "What are you doing?" I go, well, I'm making Dennis Miller a copy. He's going to send it in. He needs an audition tape, whatever. I don't know. Some show. He didn't even, I didn't even know it was SNL right, at the time. Right, right, right. And he goes, and the owner goes, well, you're not on the clock. I go, no, I'm, well, don't waste your time. He's not funny. Mm. And then, you know, he gets the show hmm. and then comes back and now they're paying him the FU money. Right. Because right. now he's Dennis right. Miller. And, that, and that's, that's, to yeah. me, that's what's amazing about the industry. You know, 
um, is is that you can they everybody can deny you everybody can yeah. say no and then one Lauren Michaels or whomever right. says yes and then the entire the the axis is shifted where suddenly everyone that that denied you everyone that never liked you that that uh said you weren't funny right suddenly and that's what the, this this is a business this is a, it really is a marathon because yeah. if you if you stick with it long enough somebody's going to say yes right and, and validate a tenacity yeah. you know they say 10% talent 90% perspiration right you know if you stick it out long enough and you're good right. you'll find your way now you might not get Saturday night live right. you might not get the tonight show but you could go work the road right. ships have become a huge industry um, Vegas I have a show in Vegas now right. I don't need Hollywood to justify but you gotta have your shit together right. because if you don't when you do get that validation mm-hmm. they'll feed they'll feed the demons man right. oh you want some coke here you go you want girls you want yeah. boys we don't care right. look at the trouble that you know Cosby got into yeah. I'm not judging I don't right. know until right. the facts are done right. but if that is true, that means a lot of people just look the other way. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. because he's making them money. Right. Now, I, I pray in my heart of hearts it's not true because right. he's like. He's yeah. all of, I mean, you know, the, we, the, 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 the thing that the whole Cosby situation that was sucks for uh, for a, two really like multiple generations yeah. of comics. Yeah. Because if Co- Cosby popped in the early 60s. Right. That means. We we have fifty years of comics that came up emulating Bill right. Cosby. Who did Eddie Murphy did Cosby? Yeah, you know, I mean every, everybody. Right. So Eddie, who inspired me and my right. generation, you know, um, everyone is affected. I mean, Chris Rock. I remember Chris Rock in Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld's doctor. Oh yeah. Oh my. He's like, yeah. yo, I just just saw Cosby do two and a half hours. At least two hours with new material, and he's a little angrier now. He's older, so he's a little angrier, you know. Right. And, and and watching these dudes at the top of their game in awe of yeah. of someone who clearly is 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 better than them, you right? Know, at what he does, at what he does, yeah. Again, but we all have our demons. We mm-hmm. all so that's why it's so important to, to fix yourself along the way. Yeah. So when you get when you get the call, right. you're ready. Right. And you're ready to keep going and not be self-destructive. Right, you know? right. That's, that's I'm, I'm in, in that ego is the enemy. It's funny because uh, the chapter I just read, um, is it, it addresses how you have, to, you have to get comfortable in not seeking the validation and just the work. Right. You, you, as, as a stand-up or a performer... Um, or any creative, you really the 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 beauty of it, the success comes from just doing the work, right? And the applause or the accolades, <laughs> that's all just an added benefit, right. a fringe benefit. But the 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 beauty of it is is the service of sharing whatever your gift right. is, whatever your talent is. You become a craftsman at it. Yeah, you become you know uh, all that is icing. Ego gets you there. Mm-hmm. Ego gets you on stage and crosses that border of like, oh my God, what am I doing? Right. It gets you to fight through your nerves, through all right. the insecurities. Right. But then along the way, you, you have, have to, to get to good it. at it. Yeah. And you have to learn to check the ego because the same ego uh, that got you to get on stage will, will be the ego that 
t- makes you say, I'm, I'm brilliant. Right. And and no one should, yeah. you should never say <laughs> you're brilliant. Like, anytime I've heard people say <laughs> oh, I'm a genius, God. I'm like, if you're, if you're such a genius, you don't have to announce it. Right. The world will, will, right. will acknowledge and recognize yeah, you. Yeah, sometimes you gotta let people know. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. Like, on, the, on the Norwegian yeah. Escape, you gotta let people you know. Gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta do some press. Yeah. You gotta do yes, some press. You, yes, you do. So in fairness to my father at the time, because he's like, but my dad never opened a door for me. He said mm-hmm. the door will unlock because of the nature of the business. Mm-hmm. But you got to earn it. Right. You're not you're not going to get a free ride. You got to earn everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So at the end of the day, is it a longer journey? Yes. But whatever successes I've had, I own. Mm-hmm. They're not paper success. They're mm-hmm. not paper. Uh, so, but he knew that I wanted to do stand up. Right. He saw that I was just passionate. Like, yeah. So he took me to go see Pryor on the Sunset Strip. Mm. You know. As a little kid. Now, the concert film, or you just saw him Saw him live. Yeah, yeah, at, not the at, concert film. Right, okay. Yeah. That would have been a whole nother. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I was like, yeah. wow, okay. I wish I was at that at that show. Yeah, that uh, was amazing. Still, though, still, yeah, you yeah. saw Prior Live. I mean, that's, yeah. that's... My dad took me to see. He goes, you want to be good? Okay, here's the watermark. Right. So my dad... And people say, oh, don't start in L.A., don't start in New York. Why? Start where you start. Yeah. yeah. But that's if the watermark is that high, you go, okay, well, Richard Pryor's, that's it, yeah. right there. That's it. Yeah. You want to do this? That's what you got to do. Because right. even Robin at the time was was almost uh, an anomaly, mm-hmm. uh, a freak show, if mm-hmm. you will. Right. Um, and and but it was a wind up doll. Yeah. Yeah. And he but he got he he cleaned himself up though and mm-hmm. became great at what he did. Yeah. The, like Robin Williams live at the Met is brilliant. Yeah. And his movie career, but and, he he yeah. became a great actor. Yeah. You know, and that's if you harness that energy, like ego gets you there. But you got to let the ego go. Once you hit the stage, yeah. you got to turn the ego off and be vulnerable Submit. and let stuff happen. Yeah. You know, be in the moment, like what we were talking about uh, b- before the podcast. Right. And, and then leave that eagle locked up in the ventriloquist box when you get yeah, off stage. Because right. all of a sudden now, hey, everybody, I, where are you going? Right. So you got to go back, work on your act, work on whatever it is, you know, go so, to the gym, do what, whatever. So you go, you go to, uh, you see Pryor be brilliant, be, do what he does. <laughs> what <laughs> is, does that make you say, oh, I can never... I I recall a, a, a story uh, that that bar- that my my manager told. He's he, he I'll, I'll, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. He says that um, he was repping Chappelle at the time, and he's repping. I don't know if you remember Charlie Barnett. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. See, that's a comics comic. You wow. know Charlie. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah I'm a dork when it comes to comedy. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's repping both of them, and I think he. Brought, he brought Charlie into Boston Comedy Club to see Chappelle one night, and then he also, then and then another time he brings Chappelle to to the park, uh, Washington Square Park, wow. to see Charlie work. Wow! And when they leave the park, Chappelle is uh, allegedly crying. He's like, "Dave, buddy, why are you crying?" He's like, "Man, because I'll never be that good." And then. He's in his office one day, and Charlie comes in. He's like, "Yo, man, why'd you bring me to see that that young dude? Who who are you talking about? That Dave dude, Chappelle? Oh, I'm, no, I mean, I just brought you to the club." And he was like, "Why?" He was like, "Cause I'll never be be as good as what as what he does." Wow. And yeah. That's like people don't realize like 
the reason Dave is so good is because he had like two two incredible mentors um, that that gave him a comedy schooling and Charlie Barnett who taught him to sort of work in any space and Tony Woods who just had that DC thing that Tony does you know right and, right and um, do you, so did you see prior and say what what am I how do I do that um uh, yes and no Okay. Because at that time in my life, I was trying to get my life together. How, but, how old are you at this time? 16. Okay. Again, this is the, the year that changed my life. Right. Um, I stopped doing drugs. Okay. Was this uh, 80? Uh, 70, God. I forget. 79 maybe? Okay, 79. Ish. Okay, okay. And uh, that's right before Richard, Richard, uh, or right when Richard Pryor's first concert film, Richard Pryor Live in Concert, dropped. Okay. So, so that is a big year in comedy for for you and you know. It was work. so free, you know. Yeah. Bill Kirkenbauer, Gallagher was huge. Gallagher it was, like, was, it was everything. Dope. Anything was accepted, yeah. you know. Put on a chicken suit. We yeah. don't care. Leno was sleeping in his car, yeah. you know, a few years earlier. But it was, right. but so I I was going to the library because they didn't have all the self help bookstores, Barnes right. and Noble. You had to seek it. Yeah. You couldn't just Google it. So I was, I was really getting into self-help. What can I, why rewrite my inner dialogue? I got into hypnosis, meditation, right. um, just positive thinking. This is before Tony Robbins had blown up. and mm-hmm. But something said, those are templates. If you want to be successful, find a mentor. Because we don't have that anymore. We don't have the apprenticeship where a guy, right. uh, the, the blacksmith takes you out and teaches you how to build right. a sword from from organic metal right. and shape it. So find a mentor, model your behavior after them. Right. But it also said, what I remember out of it, I'm paraphrasing, is it, but you have to play your own game. Mm-hmm. Because I'll never be prior. Right. Number one, I'm not black. Right, right, Number right. two. No? <laughs> number two, I'm not black. <laughs> um, but I have stories in me growing mm-hmm. up the way I did, the dysfunction and the, the, the nightmares. Mm-hmm. But if you open your soul up and let it pour out and find the funny within there, you could be the best you you could be. Right, right. Like, well, Chappelle and Barnett, the, the, the grass is always greener, but yeah. they're looking at it from a different oh, perspective. Right, right. But they're brilliant at what they do. Right. Dude, you're brilliant at what you do. Right. I sat through every show. I don't sit through comedy much anymore. And oh, not, not to pat you on the back, but like, dude, this is, oh, I'm getting a school this week. This is, nice, you man. know, and I and I mean that wholeheartedly. Not No, no, I, get, you, I mean, you've but, been very, you made me, like, oh, yeah. this week, I'm, you know, you, you have to say to yourself, all right, but, but don't don't get ahead of yourself. But I appreciate yeah. it. I but appreciate I'm like tagging along. Oh, it's not even my show tonight. But I'm just going to, what time are you guys going to the show? No, oh, no I'm going to be there. Because I want to be there and watch the show. Right. Because right. I want to watch you work. Because I'm learning from every little thing. And to be better at what I do. Mm-hmm. Not to imitate or mimic right. or be you. But to go, wow, have I overlooked that? Of, yeah. yeah. So... It wasn't like, oh, I'll never be prior, because I won't be. Right. But I could go be the best Don Barnhart that I could be. Okay. And Robin, the same thing. I, You know, and the, the first few years in comment, again, I'm 53 now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't understand this back then. I was doing Seinfeld. I was doing Dennis Miller, Dana Carvey. I was doing 
prior. I was doing you were, Carlin. You were, you were naturally imprinting off of people yeah. that you were around and who yeah. inspired you. We so. emulate our heroes. Yeah. Every band that's out there is influenced by the bands right. that they love, so they have a tonality that's similar. Right. Oh, they're very much like Prince, or they're very much like, right. you know, uh, Zeppelin or whoever. So right. we did that in comedy. And then you find your voice along the way, so it always inspired me to just be better. Mm -hmm. That you could never perfect the craft, right. like golf or something. You're, But we're not in competition with each other. Right. And that's where so many guys get so, oh, you got a TV show. I didn't get that show. Oh, I can't like you anymore. No. To me, if you get the TV show, that means there's a club week that just opened up. Right, right. If you right. get 16 episodes, that's 16 weeks that opened up. Right, of work that, yeah. that you can't do. Now, you go to <laughs> movies, that means there's a TV right. show. They need somebody else on who stole the banana, you know. Uh, the score is now 116 to 137. Cleveland finally won, <laughs> but that's With probably Golden State yeah. leads three to one. Now, uh, Cleveland came back last year uh, down at the same deficit, so that has to leave Golden State in a place right. like, yeah, you know, okay. Well, old age and tenacity yeah. can beat youth almost every time because they got the stamina. They they've been there before, yeah. yeah. So they're not going to panic, yeah. And that's part of like in stand up. If the show's not going well. <clears throat> Like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't panic. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing. So even if a joke doesn't work, I'm not going to panic. I look over at you. You're laughing because I'm, right, you know, right. I'm crashing and burning. But that just makes me, all right, just hang in there, man. You ain't going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Right, right. They're, they're stuck here. <clears throat> they're, they're on a ship in the middle of Atlantic. Right. They, and, and it's 11 p.m. They right. have nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> but they will let you know if right. you're not yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. They will. Yeah. But. The patience... Um, so when would you say you got your first, okay, so you're in, you're stand-up now, um, fast forward, you, you've, uh, you started working the, uh, Comedy of Magic, you've, you've hosted, when do you move to the L.A. clubs, the L.A. scene, and, and you get your first taste of success, <coughs> even, <laughs> even success no, of booking, no, it doesn't. because, oh, that's yeah. what I forgot to say in your <laughs> intro, you, you, you were a finalist in Star Search in what, 90? Yeah, I lost to Felicia Michaels. Yeah. Yeah. She had uh, the big smile. The big smile, squeaky voice. Yes, I remember yeah. Felicia Michaels. Adorable, wonderful. Yes. Um, let me backtrack. My first, When I left Comedy Magic, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to improv. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm good now. I'm the okay. house MC. I got my little stickity boom. You start feeling I'm, yourself. I'm the king of the world, baby. The piss smells am, like lemonade. Oh, I'm the house MC <laughs> is the best spot in the sure, show because sure. the headliners come and go. You're oh, you're here every night. Oh, uh -huh. so I want to do this. I call up the improv. I'd like to do a guest set. Uh -huh. This is. You know, eighty six ish maybe. Okay. So and Annie's <clears throat> improv is in full it's, swing. Yeah. It's kicking. Yeah. It, comedy's this booming. Is a comedy boom. Yeah. Every club is sold out. Right. Tuesday night, three hundred people are at every show. Wow. So I get I get a guest set. I get a showcase for Bud Freeman at the Improv nice. on Melrose. I go in. I wait. It's packed. My dad's. There's only he. I get my dad in. He's in the far corner in the back of the room. George Wallace is on stage, killing. Kill. I don't mean just kill. He's destroying. Yeah. People are jumping out of their seats. Now, real quick, as you say that, yeah. because, you know, from the, the, I'd say 
the black com- the urban comedy scene popped in the late in the early nineties, late eighties, right. early nineties, because you had like Robert Townsend and his partners right. in crimes. Um, but those were so sporadic. But you right. had uh, you had Damon Wayans come out of that. Robin Harris, right. you know, uh, Mooney. Right. Um, was obviously George Wallace is, is a brilliant uh, stand up, but was it also him? Was his killing because? The majority of the clubs weren't showcasing a lot of black comics, so he was he was left of center of what the majority of the other comics that were in the club were were bringing. Uh, I'm just, just yeah, that's curious. a that's I'm a really good question. At the time, you know, Seinfeld it was before everybody was famous TV shows. Right, they were doing right. the Tonight shows. Right. So they were Tonight Show famous. Right. That's when the Tonight Show made you. Right. You were a household right. name the next Johnny day. Johnny invited you to, yeah. to sit. On the on the uh, couch and yes. you were you were it. So George was just just right down the middle, hammering, right. and I, I think it was right before that big boom of Robin right. Harris because right. that 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 became a whole different, different subculture yeah. Yeah. that blew up. Yeah. People, oh my God, black people are funny too. Right. They have a voice. Right. It became an industry because Eddie yeah. Eddie was an anomaly when he yeah. like Eddie. The difference between say Pryor and Eddie. Pryor uh, did have demons. Eddie didn't really have demons. Eddie, Eddie uh, was 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 a young, b uh, brash and and overly confident. Right. You know, and he didn't have. And being that Pryor was his hero, he was able to learn from Pryor. Oh no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to drink and smoke right. and, and, right. and mess it up. So he didn't. And then I he think became his star. Comedy found Pryor. Eddie found comedy. Yeah, okay. And that that was the shift where people went, I'm going to be a comedian. Because yeah. other people... That's, yeah, that's what I, happened with me. Yeah, Shanley and Woody Allen and all these guys, Mel Brooks, they were all writing on these shows. Oh, and people, yeah. oh well, you should just do your own material. Right. So a lot of these guys ended up doing their material, although they were so uncomfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it became, I can be a comedian. Mm-hmm. These guys broke the wall and found ways to make money because they there weren't really comedy clubs right up until uh, again I say mid 80s that's when it just everybody had a comedy club. right you could make a living uh, you could do you know three times a year at the same club because right. they were just packed um, so Wallace is killing he's doing 30 minutes mm-hmm. standing ovation screaming and this is the night of your show yeah <laughs> and Bud looks at me and goes okay you're next ah damn so I'm in the wings and I get, I'm just, I'm standing there just bug-eyed, man. George walks off. He looks at me. He goes, they're not putting you on next. I go, uh-huh. He goes, he just kind of went, hang in there. And he walked away. Nice, <clears throat> yeah. So I go up there. Within two minutes, I've left my body. <laughs> I've got the James L, or was it uh, James Brooks yeah. the flop sweat yeah. from yeah. broadcast news yeah. just dripping down the crack of my feel blood feel that trickle not it a feels trickle like, a, like an ant running there's down a stream oh, wow. it's I can it's constant I'm like I, I'm, I've i left my body I'm 12 foot above myself looking down what are you doing I'm what? out of material mm. I'm starting to read the menu hey, mm. the chicken wings are good don't forget I'm trying to I got nothing and you only had 5 minutes but I was supposed to do 12. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. I'm supposed to do 12, so I'm done at 2. Oh. And I hear this laughter in the back of the room. 
howling at me. Is George Wallace? No, no it's my dad. Oh! Just howling. He told me afterwards a couple oh, weeks ago, he goes, if I could have, it was so crowded, standing room only. He goes, if I could have gotten to the stage and tackled you, I would have to get you out of there. So at about 10, I just, I'm done. I can't, oh, shit, that's you know, funny. I, I wrap it up. I get off and crickets and yeah, three people. And I get off stage. Three I'm, people, and none of them are your dad. Yeah, they're just a polite golf applause, you know. I get off there. George Wallace is standing right there. Uh-huh. Right when I get off stage, I got tears in my eyes. I mean, I, you just, you know. Right. And he looks at me, he goes, you okay? I go, no, nah, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, hold on. This is the best thing that ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're insane. Right. And he goes, this is the best thing that ever happened to you because you're going to go home. And you're going to either quit and never do this again, right. or you're going to go get so good, this will never, ever happen mm. at this mm. degree. Right. So three months later, I'm back. I got another guest set. I didn't give up. I reworked my act. I'm working that, on material. That's cool. But because a, a lot of club yeah. owners would... would would close the door and never open it again. So, but right. he re- he at least acknowledged that he put you in a funky position. Yeah, okay. yeah, he, right. yeah. And I went back. I'm tenacious too. I'm Woody Woodpecker. Right. And my career has become everything has become. I don't. If you're gonna go for it, go for it. Right. Go over, under, through, around. Mm-hmm. Go circumvent the globe to go back the other way. Right. Don't quit. Right. So I go back three months later. I'm about to go on. Seinfeld walks in. And at that time, you know, he's got guest privileges. Right, right, right. They put Seinfeld on. Yeah, he goes up there. Bump privileges. Oh. For those that don't know, yeah. when you have bump privileges, that means you go on when you want. So you aren't on the uh, lineup, but if you show up, they have to put you on. Yeah. And you can bump everybody that's been waiting all night for their little five And they did. Minutes. Right. So, and, and again, this was when you got a good spot to showcase. There's a full crowd. Right. Seinfeld goes up there, does his little dog and pony show, kills. Right. You know, but he only did like seven minutes. He worked okay. on Tonight Show. Okay. But he does a set, kills. Like, okay, now it's going to bring up a new guy. Uh, guess that, uh, Don Barnhart. I go up there, and at this point, you can't hurt me. I've right. already you, been, been, I'm dead. trial by fire. So, so I go, hey, I want a big hand for Jerry Seinfeld for opening up for me. Okay, okay. And I get a little laugh, and, I, and everyone's like, oh, well, this little shithead's pretty cocky. Right. So I do my act. It's not great. I didn't kill. Right. But I didn't suck. You survived. I did my time, did the thing. I get off and Bug goes, okay, you you, you passed. You start calling in for spots. Nice, nice. So that kind of opened the, yeah. Got nervous. Oh, man. And from ever then, every time I've had a showcase, Tim Allen walks in. Okay, he's going, oh, put him on. Jim Carrey, okay. But that's just a, don't panic. Right. No, you can't. Um, You 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 have a choice. In those situations, you can you can either cower or you can just say, "All right, this is what the situation is. I got to deal with it head on and keep yeah. it moving." So ten years later, I go to Montreal. A buddy of mine's up there. I'm just tagging along to kind of check out the scene and vibe. And I know people by here, and mm-hmm. and this this one guy's doing the new faces, mm-hmm. and he's just he's 
oh man, he goes on and just dies. Mm. And Montreal, you you know, mm-hmm. it's there. It could be a tough crowd. Yeah, because you have a bunch of uh, French Canadians, you know, and industry people, and who, industry who who've seen everything and yeah. feel like. Why should we give you this opportunity? I could do that, but I chose to be not a comedian. Yeah. So he dies. He just he just eats it. Do you remember who it was? I don't. I don't. And um, but he got off, and I'm just hanging out backstage. I have no concerns. I'm just hanging out. He gets off, and he's I can see tears welling up. I go, Hey, how you doing, man? And he goes, Oh man, I just died. I go, Did I ever tell you what George Wallace told me? Okay. And I shared him the story that George told me, and he, he like he gave me a hug and oh, that's what's you know, and forward. Yeah. Yeah. But I forgot. I forgot who you know. He, right. Right. It doesn't matter. But it's just you but shared it, it though. You, yeah. You, you you had an opportunity. I mean, those those stories are important. They're learning experiences, and if you can share, because a lot of people's ego wouldn't let them. A lot of people say, "No, nah, I don't want to tell people that that yeah. that." No, a, a lot of comics won't allow. Like people act like they always only killed, you know. But yeah, I love the that. guys that act like right. I get stand ovation every day. I ain't never caught an L. Word. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that standing ovation because comedy in general is not a, uh, akin to getting a standing ovation. Right. Music, All dance right. gets a standing ovation. Right. Right. So yeah, if you wave the flag at the end of the show, right. and you might get a standing ovation. Right. right. And some of the you know I've seen it organically. Yeah. But for the most part, comics, yeah, that was really funny. Thank you. Right. They're not. They're right. standing up to leave. They're not standing up to give you a standing ovation. Uh, I call BS on some of these knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> so, so tell me how <laughs> I need to get to the stars. Uh, so, yeah, sorry. Okay. So you you audition for stars. When do you audition? Like time? Give me. Time. I didn't audition for it uh, at that time. Uh, so I did, when did Star Star Search started? What like eighty seven? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I did the last, the second to last year, so ninety two. Okay, because um, I remember, I remember the year. I remember I have a couple people on tape that I have still. I have obviously Jenny Jones when she used to wow, wear the shiny yeah. outfits and the big hair. Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, I remember I I flew on a flight with this dude uh, within the last say five years and. Uh, I remember you remember Daryl Savad. Yeah, I used oh, to man. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had these little puppet, these wolf puppets. Daryl wow. Savad. Uh, uh, well, Dennis Miller had the lowest score in Star Search history. Really? Yeah. What did he get? What it was, was like a one point something. Oh, wow. So he set the watermark <laughs> to the bottom. And that's you know. So there's no rhyme or reason. Up. Right. Right. So. Uh, even if the improv was starting to pop, everybody right. they'd gone through everybody. I'm still pretty new, but I got it. Mm-hmm. Did that? Uh, then I get a call from Star Search. They go, "Hey, would you like to be on the show?" When you when you did the show, did they still have the the spokes model or yep. acting competition? Because yep. oh. <laughs> for those oh, that don't know, God. the original Star Search. Okay, so imagine. Uh, Star Search was like American Idol, but with various categories. So they had. They had the group uh, category, where it was a music musical category. They had the uh, soloists, right. right? Did they have the kids? No, some no. The early years, yeah, they didn't kids have the kids. Would compete with the adults sometimes, yeah. right? 
They had the comedy category, and they had, I think there was a spokesmodel and or acting, or they, they were yeah, two separate was, ones. It was a little bit of everything, right? man. And, oh, and the acting yeah. category, someone would, they would come and do a scene, oh, which it was, was just weird. A, a yeah. soap opera, a soap yeah. scene. And it was like, boo, why <laughs> yeah. is this occurring? And Ed McMahon, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the spokesmodels, they're beautiful women that can't talk. Right. Hi, would you like to hear the next contestant? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Felicia Michael goes up there, and I'm in the back. I'm, you know, my this wife. This is your first episode, or this is the finals? I only did one episode. Oh, okay. So okay. I, the way it worked out is nobody had gotten, like Bob Zaney calls me and goes, dude, you've got to beat her. If you beat her, I get to go to the final. She's out. Oh. Wow. So it was a weird, like, if, but if I beat her, then I'm the finalist for next year. Oh, so it was, it was a weird. Okay. Uh, so I wasn't gonna win the hundred thousand, but I'll be the the returning champion. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Um, so Felicia goes up there, and this is I got my wide shoulder suit on my what wham. Color? What color suit? Uh, it was now it's sort of a like a a little bit of everything color. It looked like a, an old rug from a cab. Okay. You know. <laughs> Flowered tie, lime green shirt, uh, my wham hair, right. big flippity floppity right. flock of seagulls. Right. Felicia goes up, does her thing, comes backstage, goes, "You don't even need to go on, and you're gonna win." Oh wow! Okay. It was. She wasn't happy with herself. No. Nor was I. I like. I watched her. Oh man. Oh wow! She wow. Caught one of those. Because okay. they were. They had a lot of kids. Because the dance competitions were huge. Right. And they were. They would just bust people in to go watch a show. Right. They don't know what they're right. seeing. Right. Right. So, Dallas Bond, huh? This shot in L.A. Or yeah, this was L.A. Okay. Yeah, in uh, God, uh, I forget this theater. Okay. No, uh, I, I just yeah. I remember at some point they moved to Orlando. So I go up there, man. Oh, I just gotta tell my little jokes. A couple of jokes and I'm out of here. So Two minutes. Okay. Got ahead of myself. Yeah. And uh, I do my jokes. I'm like, wow, this is not okay. They're not really responding. There's a lot of kids and ah, mm. and but when the dancers go out, they were screaming. You know, oh, it's the the four little kids from uh, Tucson. Ah! So I'm telling my jokes, clever, witty. Ah, okay, that's kind of ah. Painful? Not as bad as the George Wallace episode. I'm uh, hanging in there. I bite right. my tongue. I get off. So is the reason that she caught, she didn't do well also because of the audience? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we both, so they bring us back out. Uh, all right. Uh, Donald Barnhart, three and a quarter stars. Felicia Michaels, four stars. Oh, wow. So I got a screenshot because I got the videotape. Of course. Screenshots back then. Nobody knew what that right. was. She and I, they announced that. We both look at each other, like, in shock. Like, <laughs> she's shocked. I'm shocked. And my brother, oh, oh he's drunk. <laughs> and uh, so she wins, and it's all good. And then uh, we go backstage, but now you're kind of in the loser's corner. Nobody wants to talk to you because you you got stink on you. Right. And I remember one of the judges comes back and goes, hey, man, uh, you want to introduce me to the, the, the spokesmodels? I'm like, you want to give me another star? Get the fuck out of here. Right. You know? No. I don't want to introduce right. you. You jack right. You know? And he goes, hey, man, you got beat by your skirt. You know? Because, again, nothing against Felicia. Felicia's an awesome comic. She was great. But, you know, they just, a quarter star right. is all right. it was. And, uh, but I went around and I said thank you to everybody. Of course. 
Thank you to the casting that's, that's director. The business. That's, I said thank you. Playing the industry hum, smart. Humble pie doesn't taste delicious, yeah. but you got to eat it. So I thanked everybody. Thanked everybody. Some of you, oh, hey, you're Don Barnhart's kid, man. Good job. You did good. Okay. And, um, you know, I didn't win. Felicia didn't have a car at the time or whatever. She goes, can I get a ride back to the improv with you? Oh, that's funny. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Here, where do I put this big check? <laughs> yeah. You have the big plastic $100,000 check. <laughs> Yeah, that's the car is lifting up, you know, that's not mine. So, uh, but like the next, and I called Bud, hey, Bud, thank you for, you know, but I was able to do a show, uh, do a, a, a guest set at the club. The people from Star Search saw me, oh, well, good for you, you know, not everybody wins and you just keep doing it. But then MTV Half Hour Comedy Hour called me up. So I got that from Star Search. They saw the Star Search and, and put me in the show. So you never know. Right. Even in your loss, we, oh, I didn't win Star Search. Hey, uh, not everybody wins a Super Bowl every year. Right. But if you lose a Super Bowl, you're still better than everybody else. Right, you were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah. so that's why you can't beat yourself up. And I got all these friends, we talked about it before. You get a holding deal. Oh, but nothing ever happens. Yeah, but they're looking at you. Yeah. So you can't give up. You have a seat at the table and yeah. you're in the conversation. And there's a thousand ways to skin a cat or whatever mm-hmm. the phrase is. So you can do it in a different direction. You may not be on TV. You may not have concerts or you may not. Brian Regan, he, you know, he they, they can't cast him anything, but he's done very well doing his own concerts. Yeah. The Kings of Comedy, they kind of went, you know what, uh... They call them the flyover states, you know, New York and L.A. They don't care about anybody in the flyover states. They don't care about in in the middle. And so these all these cats from from the Kings of Comedy to uh, uh, what what were the uh, uh, Queens Comedy, Loco Slam, all these uh, 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 Foxworth, the Blue Collar, Blue Collar, all these. What what happened was, and you you were there for it. You saw all of these people that took these niche. Uh, markets that were underserved by Hollywood, right? And they all built careers off of those niche yeah. uh, markets. They had a fan base, so I remember watching some of the auditions. Cause I would still go watch other comics when right. they were showcasing. Right. Oh, Tonight Show showcasing, right. or uh, someone showcasing for agents, managers. I would go. I would even pay to go in just to watch. What are they looking at? Why are right. they not looking at me? Right. Or Oh, they're so ten. Smart. That's yeah. plain and smart. But I remember sitting behind one of the agents, and he goes, "Oh, this cowboy comic was on. He had a hat on. He goes, ah, oh, we don't want any hat acts.'" And then, do you I know went, who it was or no? Uh, no, just. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know who the agent was. Okay. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, but, and when we. But because recording. I'm still in the business, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to maybe stay in the business, that lady. Um, so, but, that, but he said we don't want any hat acts. And then a couple years later, all of a sudden, Foxworthy and those guys are putting their two together and they're blowing up. So like, what was that Rodney Carrington guy? Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, now they're doing all these country jamboree shows. So you, Hollywood, New York, everybody in the entertainment business, they're not the ones creating it. You have to create your unique voice point of view. And if it's good, someone will find you. Right. Right. People might emulate you. They might steal it. Right. But they're never you. They can't so you, take you. You can't take you. Right. Like we could still do. We could sit down and write ten of us in a room. We could write. I need a joke on cuddling. Right. You might have spooning. I might have cuddling. I might have snuggle bear. Mm-hmm. I might make a pillow prison. 
it all similar topics, but our point of view is going to be different. Right. So if you just play your strengths, right. you'll be you. Right, right, and right. at the end of the day, you'll be happy. Yeah. You may not be successful in the way you think success is, right. but you might make enough to pay your bills and get through the day and, you know. With the Dire Straits song, you know, the weekend guy, you know. He doesn't right. care. He just plays on the weekends and does his thing. Right, 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 right. That's that's an interesting point. Um, and it's also, it brings bring things back to people knowing you're white because you pointed out that Dire Straits. Dire Straits, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tell us before, before we wrap up. But I grew up on integration, so the first girl I kissed was Cecilia Washington. Nice. So don't let the complexion. Washington. Oh, no, your, your, wife, my kind of, your wife is... Uh, she's... Asian. Asian, okay. But it's really more of an interracial starter kit. Okay. Hey, you know. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. so we, we, we make, we make this, these, <laughs> these colorful babies one one, yeah, uh, one interracial uh, baby at a time. We're going to be a lighter shade of brown in the next decade, yeah, man. Yeah. It'll be a beautiful world. I love yeah. it. All these little little children named Maya. <laughs> interracial children's name always Maya. Maya. <laughs> um, <laughs> Even the boys, Meyer, come Ma. in, Papa. <laughs> Before we wrap yeah. up, um, it's been it's been great working uh, with you. Thank you, man. Pleasure. Um, tell 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 us um, better than I could about I Am Battle comic. All right, uh, I Am Battle comic. Can, if, yeah. it's, if it's out, you know, yeah, it's it's um, we're doing screenings right now across the country. Okay. Uh, all the money from each screening is going to a different military charity okay. uh, for veterans' sake. They get. Service, service dogs for veterans with PTSD. Canines, right. Um, Operation Gratitude, Semper Five Fund. So each screening, uh, August, mid-August, it comes out. I am battlecomic.com or, yeah, battlecomics.org is my company. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Jordan Brady's third film in the trilogy of the I Am Comic series. Right. Uh, it kind of wraps up. And, and basically, it's a love letter to the men and women serving our country. George Wallace is in it, David Tell, George Lopez, Tammy Pascatelli, mm-hmm. Jennifer Rollins, myself, mm-hmm. Slade Ham, Jeff Capri, a bunch of different people. Okay. Um, and it, he joined us to uh, Kuwait and Afghanistan last year. You say he? Jordan Brady. Jordan, okay. So he came on tour with us, filmed uh, footage from there, mm-hmm. uh, interviewed all these other guys about what does it mean to entertain the troops. Okay. And really that's what it comes up all about. If we can bring awareness... Um, because right now, statistically, 22 soldiers kill themselves right. every day. Right. So there's hashtag 22. Right. It's get awareness out there. Right. So that's why your film, Atel made a film. There, uh, Jeff Ross made a film. Whatever we can do, we're not stepping on each other. We're right. helping bring awareness to to those men and women that yeah. are willing. We have a volunteer army. There's not a draft. These men and right. women join the army. Yeah, Maybe I, they're I know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Maybe they're patriotic. Maybe they don't have other options. Yeah. And our society kind of dictates there are not a lot of options so you see a lot of uh socioeconomic people on the lower level they're joining the military because they don't they can't go to college right right. and along that way they find themselves so it's our job and i always joke around i'm the water boy on the super bowl team Mm -hmm. it's my job to go entertain them so they can do what they do to bring a piece of home and let them know they're not forgotten so anybody that does anything for the troops, you can go to USO if you have a name. You can go to Armed Force Entertainment, Air Force Entertainment, Navy Entertainment, right. BattleComics.org. Hey, if I got a spot, I only get a few tours a year, but we're always trying to find funding to bring another tour. You right. just did your tour. Yeah. Um, and it's all about entertaining the troops and what it means to do that. 
You know, Bob Hope started it yeah. back in the USO days, and you know, I'm inspired by that yeah, to put too. something back. And yeah. it's, I'm, man, I get to use, I get to make a living telling jokes using whatever language I want. Right. That's freedom of speech. Right. And that's one of our things we have in America that other countries don't. So we got to go over and make sure those men and women that put their life on the line. Uh, yeah, and again, I, I hate to sound so altruistic and oh, I'm so important, but it, don't hate to sound. It's, it's, yeah. it's refreshing in in a it's, world full of cynics, you know. Well, the best part when we went over right after 9/11, mm-hmm. another comic and I, we we went to go. Oh God, we were in the first comics in Af- Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. They go, well, you want to go visit some of the soldiers that are wounded, mm-hmm. and we're like, wounded oh, warriors, yeah. I don't know if I can do this. I go, what do you mean? Like they got a, a hangnail? No, these guys have been blown up. They're missing body parts. Half right. their face is gone. Right. And my buddy and I, like, we just, we started bawling, man. I don't know. I can't, I don't think I can. I, and the colonel goes, listen, you're here to help them realize what they're putting their life on the line, why they're in that position. So it's up to you to go in there. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you got to tell dirty joke. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You go in there. And so we like, okay, we man up. Yeah. So this, now, now. We're like pumping each other up, like, okay, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, right? Come on, yeah. we're shaking each other. We're, and we go in there, and these guys are laid out, man. And it's just, it's like every bad horror film you've ever right. seen. Right. And we start talking to the guy, hey, man, one guy's got his face, he can't see, he's all bandaged up, and he's missing an arm, he's fucking just, oh, dude, it's, it, I, I can't even do justice. Right. And I, can't imagine, I go, dude. Hey, we're the comedians. We're over here. Uh, apparently, you're not going to be able to make it to the show. He goes, oh, you think so? <laughs> and he's got this little New York attitude. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I got a joke for you. So he starts telling us the most disgusting joke ever. <laughs> so here's this guy laying in a bed telling us jokes. And we're laughing. And we start telling him jokes. And then the other guy's on the other beds nearby. And we're now we're doing like this Same private places, yeah. Yeah. private show. And, and so I was talking to him. I go, what's the hardest part about all this? He goes, well... He goes, that, that I'm not going to be able to go to support my brothers and sisters that are out there still fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, he still wanted to get out of bed. Right. You know, and and it was like, it, that kind of blew me away. So it's like, it made my dedication even more so to be able to produce, perform. Uh, I've sent more guys over there. I've got two tours that just went out the last couple months. I'm not even on. Right. Because I just, if I can do more and send send that out there. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, man. That's just, uh, it. Talking to you made me feel even better about doing these last two uh, Air Force uh, tours. It made me look forward to doing another yeah. one, hopefully at the end of the year, and also uh, us possibly. Working yeah, I, that's uh, yeah, that's what's the great thing about this is I can now pitch you through my contacts. Right. Oh, I got somebody else that wants to go over. Right, right, right. Um, the best thing that I ever I know we're wrapping up, yeah. but the story. Uh, I was over in Afghanistan. I was meeting this guy. And I go, what's the hardest part about being over here? Mm-hmm. He goes, well, my my baby, uh, I'm going to be there for the birth of my baby boy. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, man, that sucks. I go, where's home? He goes, Colorado Springs. I go, dude, mm-hmm. I play Colorado Springs like five times yeah, a year. Yeah. yeah, they got so many bases. So I go, give me your family's info. Uh, I'll, I'll invite them to the show, oh, wow. you know, and uh, I'll take a picture with you, and then I'll take a picture with them, and then we'll send it, you know, hey, I'm with your dad, you oh, know, that's cool. I'm with your husband. So I go back to Colorado Springs. Family all comes out to the show. I compliment. I take care of them. Uh, of course, the lady had the baby, uh, so I can't bring the baby to the show. So I go, come meet you guys for lunch. So I meet them for lunch the next day, and uh, and I meet the baby, this little baby boy. I go, can I hold him? She goes, yeah, of course you can. I go, okay. I go give him a little kiss on his forehead. I go, this is from your dad. 
Oh, wow. You know? And it's stuff like that that you don't realize yeah, the contact cool. and the yeah, connection. Nice. So they're connected like that six degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon. Yeah. Again, another white reference. Right. Um, the brothers like him too. He, he played yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in the X-Men uh, first class. He played, uh, yeah. I can't think of his name, the master of manipulation. Anyway. Yeah. But, but I was in Apollo 13 as a glorified extra. So now you are two degrees from Kevin Bacon. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. It's, it's coming. <laughs> Nothing better than working with Dean. All week long, we were in breakfast, and they go, "Yeah, hey, I wish Tracy Morgan was here to comment on these eggs." <laughs> and like, "Come on, Dean. Come on. We're pimping you. Hey, come on, do it." So Dean starts doing a little Tracy Morgan, and we no, we hadn't done the shows yet, so nobody even knows who right, we are. Right, we're just this this white guy and black guy having dinner on a cruise together. Right. You know, they're like, I don't know, maybe they're a little bit, yeah. Sitting next to us, just you know. smiling, giggling. And all of a sudden, people are like looking around, watching, right. and just, yeah, it was yeah. fun. That was, it's been a fun week, man. I had a great time. Looking forward to seeing you again, working with you yeah, again, right. man. And, Come uh, out to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. And looking forward to... Uh, I got a show that pays very little yeah, money. Yeah, that's what we're we going to work on getting, <laughs> getting some paper out there in Vegas and, and, and definitely hanging out with you and your uh, and your wife, uh, who's who's four foot eight and uh, a bodyguard or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's badass, man. <laughs> but Don, nah, man. Safe travels, my brother. You Thank too, you, man. man. A hey, y'all, hey, uh, make sure you uh, comment, subscribe, like, uh, you know, uh, what's, share. All your, what's all your, yeah, share, what's all uh, your social media? DonBarnhart.com, B-A-R-N-H-A-R-T. Uh, there's a link to battlecomics.org. There's a link to Las Vegas Comedy Institute, Jokesters Comedy Club. Right. Uh, I got so much stuff out there. You're busy. Don you're, Barnhart. You're, Check you're, it out. You're busy. And my wife's hot, so if you like Asian women, take a little peek Take a little peek uh, but you keep know, your hands to yourself, all right? All right. And, um... So, we're in Djibouti, Africa, uh, and the Special Forces are there. Uh, and my wife's on tour with us. She's opening the show. Uh, and uh, this Special Forces guy comes up. And my wife, she's on the other side of the barracks because they separate the right, women. Right. He goes, man, don't take this the wrong way. He's got me in a headlock. The guy from G.I. Jane with the stare and the right. little dolphin shorts. Right. Don't take it the wrong way. I'm going to go home and fantasize about your wife. I'm like, yeah, me too. And he goes, oh, he started laughing. He goes, this guy's good. He's all right. I won't have to kill him. You know. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Thanks. I won't. I won't have to kill him. Even you're talking about uh, fantasizing about my wife. Thanks a lot, sir. Enjoy. Yeah, you know, enjoy. Uh, and follow me on all <laughs> social at at I am that was that's who I am, man. Uh, we'll catch y'all in the next episode. Follow my protocol as always. Thanks for uh, supporting and checking it out, and and tell a friend, man. Uh, we'll catch you next time. All love, two fingers, Dean Edwards, peace.